Namaste, Namaskaram, Vanakam, Namo Namaha, Jai Ganesha. Please visit our website at classicalyoga.org and there is a donate button if you'd like to help us out. Today's podcast, Muni Seva, Silent Service. In the Navy, those that go into submarines, this is called the Silent Service. Let's contemplate this profound principle. In the Hindu Yoga Dharma, those who remain silent are called munis. This is the epitome of the true yogi or yogini, the renunciate who has removed themselves from society, finding deep inner realization through silence. Remember Hindus, Mauna Vakya Parabrahman. The Supreme Brahman experience is known through silent speech. An oxymoron? Actually, in the inner silence, the inner wisdom manifests. Yatovacho nevartante apropyas manasa saha. This experience of the no thingness, the absolute taught experience, nevartante, is beyond the mind, beyond speech. The true non-dual experience. Remember all you Advaita Vedantins out there. Want to have a lesson in non-duality? Ready for another one? Obviously, if we're going to have a podcast on silence... Not much of a podcast. So obviously we're going to be, in an oxymoronic way, be talking a lot about silence. But let's first look at service. For Hindus, this is actually the first yoga of karma yoga. Ethics and selfless service, or seva. If we look at creation itself... It is serving us, and we are serving it. Service is the very nature of creation itself. Just consider for a moment that the things that we really need in life, not necessarily want, but the necessities are served up to us on a daily basis. What's the first thing we cannot do without? Air. It's essentially free. Water. Of course, we put water through pipes and charge monthly water bills, but it falls freely from the sky. And even in the case of fruits, some vegetables, you can just walk up to an apple tree and take an apple. There's no charge. So the very basics of life are served to us, given freely to us, on a daily basis. If creation itself were to stop serving us, this would be the end of the story. Now that's silence. Striving to find a life of balanced service is the open secret. 
In other words, we want to serve others in a selfless way, not a selfish way. And we also need to accept service from others. Obviously, we try to learn this balance by often going to the extremes of being very selfish, expecting everybody to serve us, and then also serving without expecting any service in return. Both are extremes. For example, a parent who serves their children but doesn't teach them the vital importance of returning that service creates a spoiled child. When does service become a vice, sir, vice? Well, let's look at slavery. Slavery is certainly service, but it's forced service. But also intrinsically, it can be the inability to control one's self when one becomes a slave to their passions. This is the addictive mindset. And we all have a complex mind structure. In our conscious mind, we, like a computer, simply put information in, and it goes into the recording aspect, if you will, or the subconscious mind. Therefore, whatever we put into this mind, into the subconscious basement of, of if you will, becomes what is regurgitated. Hence, being very careful of what we consciously put into our mind. Hence, the understanding of service, the understanding of some form of an ethical code of conduct, which really does epitomize the different religions of the world, however much we uphold them. And this is where we need to exercise our willpower. It's interesting. It, it's found at the gut, if you will. And we know that because in ordinary parlance, we often speak about having guts or no guts, stomach, stomaching something, meaning suck it up. This is actually the naval. Interesting. Submarine service, the naval. We call this the nabi in Hinduism. Finding our inner willpower. Respecting what we put into our conscious mind and down into the subconscious mind. So that the mind becomes, in a sense, our best friend or, on the other hand, our worst enemy when we become a slave to our addictions. Having some basic ethical code of conduct, learning to serve others, be selfless in many ways, developing a giving nature is something that hopefully we learned as children if we had good, responsible parents. Listen to our podcast on Atmadana because this is the very nature of the Atmana, to serve and to give. Children often exemplify a very selfless nature, but can quickly flip over and become very selfish as well. This is the struggle, a lifelong struggle that we all have to figure out. This is the sada lolahara of life, the truth of the swing of life as we go from one extreme to the other, eventually finding an equilibrium, a balance, a sattvic life, if you will. A life of, of serving and being served, just like the submarine service. They're working quietly underneath 
the oceans in order to protect. And interestingly, when we look at the ocean, in the Rig Veda, we read Hindu Samudra Idhyarti Vayu here. Hindu, Hindu, Hindu. With the support of the breath, grab a hold of the cosmic ocean within the Samudra. And in order to tap into this cosmic ocean within, Hindus follow the Hindu yoga, religious, spiritual, scientific, philosophical lifestyle, which consists of yoga. The Sanskrit Tamil Hindu word yoga, yoga, means to yoke to one's Atmana and Brahman, individual soul and soul source, if you will. Yuj Atman Brahman Cha. From the Vedas, Yoga Samana Parivam Sapta Shravato Ratugat. Through this lifestyle of yoga, all the many yogas of Hinduism, Karma, Bhakti, Raja, Jnana, Hatha, Mantra, Japa, Nara, Nata, Kundalini, we find within this body chariot the seven flowing rivers and our tranquil inner nature. And the seven rivers refer to the seven chakras within. Now the goal of the Hindu living the yogic lifestyle is to realize their Atmana, our Hindu word for the soul, if you will, it's a bit different. Vidmahitva Sahasras Atman from the Rig Veda. Give us the knowledge of Atmadashana. So we're Hindus, we do all the yogas to realize our Atmana, the inner essence, which is karma, bhakti, raja, jnana. This is the fourfold path, if you will, which in general is simply and profoundly trying to live an ethical life of service. That's karma yoga to the Hindus. A life of full-on devotion. Without that, we're not a success in anything we do. Hindus call this bhakti yoga, which leads naturally into the raja yoga of meditation contemplation, entering into the inner silence, if you will, to the inner enlightenment called gyan yoga, when we learn from the inside out. As Yogaswami said, a great mystic from Sri Lanka, in contemplation, Thoughts will arise from the silence. Be very attentive to those thoughts. And he also said, from zero, everything came. Remember, it was the Hindus who invented the number zero for calculations, the black hole, the no-thingness, which is the fullness of the everythingness, the inner silence. And note the primal sound. Shh. When we want to calm someone down, we go shh, 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 shh. Hence, we have the English word silence. The Jewish shalom, which means peace. The Hindu shanti or santi. The Latin silencio. These are primal sounds of peace. Shh. Service, silence, peace. These are things that are emphasized in all the religions of the world, however much we adhere to them. Remember, all the religions of the world consist of the humans within them. And we do good things, we do bad things. The peace that passeth understanding from the Christian Bible. 
Silence is the sound of strength from Laozi from Taoism. Gabriel Cabran said, quote, I have learned silence from the talkative, toleration from the intolerant, kindness from the unkind. Yet I am ungrateful to those teachers. Hmm. The Dalai Lama said silence is sometimes the best answer. The words of the prophet are written on the subway walls and whispered in the sounds of silence. Remember that classic song from Paul Simon. Better to have a heart without words than words without a heart. Gandhi. Albert Einstein. The solitude of a quiet life stimulates the creative mind. I can't think of anything lonelier than spending the rest of my life with someone I can't talk to, or worse, someone I can't be silent with. Marianne Schaefer. Many of us know how to say nothing. Few of us know when. In silence, the world is too full to talk about. Silence is golden. Never miss a good chance to shut up. Will Rogers. And of course, Mark Twain had something to say about silence. Quote, it is better to remain silent and be thought a fool than to talk and remove all doubt. End quote. George Steiner, quote, There is something terribly wrong with a culture inebriated by noise. Pablo Picasso, Without great solitude, no serious work is possible. Emily Bruns, If I could, I would always work in silence and obscurity and let my efforts be known by their results. Finding quiet time every day, spending some time in silence has great benefits. Helps to increase self-awareness. It actually stimulates brain cells. Helps to relieve stress. And helps to process information. Silence can be very unifying. Now, these are all positives, but like service, which can become selfish or it can become degenerated into slavery, silence, too, can have devastating, disastrous results. Benjamin Franklin, for example, said, we must account for every idle, lazy silence. Your silence will not protect you. Martin Luther King said, In the end, we will be remembered not for the words of our enemies, but the silence of our friends. Never be bullied into silence. Silence can actually encourage the tormentor. Throughout history, there has been inaction and indifference 
and the silence of the voice of justice when it mattered most that made it possible for evil to triumph. Haile Selassie. To sin by silence when we should protest makes cowards out of men. In the silent service of the submarine service of the Navy, these are warriors. Hindus call these kshatriyas. These are warriors that are working under the depths of the water, ready to fight, ready to protect. Sadly, in today's world, we have very few kshatriya Hindus. They remain silent when they should be speaking up, protecting, defending the Dharma, rather than keeping quiet when they need to be active, and even worse, capitulating. So, dear Hindus, let's make an acronym out of sub. Sadhana Udhyana Brahman. Do your Hindu sadhanas. Live your life of karma, bhakti, raja, jnana, hatha, mantra, japa, nara, nata, kundalini. This is your sadhana. And then fly up Udhyana into Brahman. Brahman is not God. Brahman is the neuter term for the greater forces of Satchit. Ananda, this Jyoti Shakti Ananda Shanti that lies within, that we uncover through a life of karma and bhakti and raja and jnana, outer service and inner service, inner silence, inner peace, 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 shanti, 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 which remember, peace is not merely the absence of conflict, but the presence of justice. Like Murugaskanda, Kartikeya, Krishna, Hanumanji, Durgama, find your inner youthful, loving warrior. Dive deep within to the cosmic ocean within, the Samudra Hindu, Idhyarti Vayu here. Explore the depths of your Atmana, Atma Darshana Paramodharva, and then come to the surface and live a joyous life, proud to be a Hindu. Remember, I've got a dot on my head, and it's really, really red. It's a Bindu because I'm a Hindu, and I am proud to be a Hindu. And I do yoga because it's Hindu. Karma, bhakti, hatha is to, rajgyana, it's all yoga, it's all Hindu. It's not boga, bogas. Be proud to be a Hindu. Join the submarine service, the silent service. And find the willpower at your navel, at your nabi, to be a loving, compassionate informed, concerned Hindu. Jai Hindu Yoga Dharma.